Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the Point series by China Forum. In this series, we will have one-on-one discussions with top-level officials, diplomats, well-known entrepreneurs, academics, and media experts from both China and abroad to hear their fresh insights on important global issues. Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast on the Sports Series. I'm Zhang Lirun. In this episode, Ambassador Yue Xiaoyong, a China Forum expert, answers the question of whether or not China has applied any changes to its foreign policy amid this volatile and fast-changing world. With special reference to China-U.S. relations, the ambassador says he is cautiously optimistic about the bilateral relationship. Urging both sides to find common ground in mutually beneficial areas and resolve tensions through communication and dialogue. Please stay tuned. I think I would briefly talk about China's foreign policy, the major thinking of China's foreign policy, and、uh, Sino-American relations, which is a hot topic too. First of all, about uh, China's uh, foreign policy, I don't want to go to a lot of details, specific points, but I want to give a general picture. Facing all the challenges, changes in the global situation, we all know in this year the COVID nineteen, the difficult economic recovery, a lot of、uh, protectionism and、uh, turbulences. China still hold a view. That the major trends in this world, it is still that of peace, development, cooperation. Which means that we don't think major powers are ready to、uh, all-out war and destroy the peace of the world. And we still see that most countries or those countries who have the influence of their region of their global situation, their efforts are focusing more. On the peace, development, and cooperation to improve the life of their people, rather than to ready for war. That is the basic assessment of the global situation of China. And the second basic assessment of the world from China is most countries what they are busy every day, spend their time is how to have a stable situation that they can have a better growth. And have a better, stable cooperation for their development of the nation of the region. Thirdly, I think all the countries still are thinking more on the cooperation with the rest of the world instead of destroying the cooperation. Where is the difference? The difference is maybe different countries have different approach. We still have a world, as you know. There is no single global government, and the governance of the world is different from a nation. This is a basic knowledge of all the international students, but sometimes maybe we tend to forget. And when we think of the governance of the world affairs, some people, some country, want to have the dominance by their own, and some other people push for the open. Of the world, just like United States before and after Second World War, and they get a Atlantic Charter. They want、uh, old imperial powers and colonial powers to turn into a more open world. And now, I think, including China, we are advocating for an even more open world. 
and perhaps on the equal footing, on the flat playground, and to let more people, we have more people in the world now. We have more players in the world now. And what we are facing is, let's find a way to let all the country to play in this world, to interact with each other on a more and a reasonable rules based on what we have achieved and enshrined in the United Nations Charter and many other rules enshrined international law. That is my view, and I believe China's view about this situation. As for this negative trend, there are some negative trends we all know too. Unilateralism for one, protagonism for other, and populism in some countries really disturb the situation. And of course, what we, China, use the term hegemony. They want a single power to dominate everything. And uh, we have the adjustment of the foreign policy in the United States, which really give a lot of food for thought for a lot of countries, including Europe, including Middle East and China. American first. This needs time for all other countries to adjust, even need time for America to further adjust, just like we heard from President-elect Biden said he wants to build back better. He believed to build back better, while others maybe think otherwise. So America itself is in the middle of adjustment. For China, I want to emphasize China's foreign policy, the guidelines of the foreign policy remains the same. Ever since we have launched our reform and opening up, that is, we want to maintain world peace, promote cooperation, and what we said in the term, we want to continue to go for the peaceful development path. In some other seminar and discussion, I said this is China's term, 和平发展道路. Put it in English words, it's three common words. Maybe we didn't find a Greek word for it, so you know it has a special meaning. So China's peaceful development path means China as a big country or developing country want itself make conscious efforts and try consciously, continuously harder to help to sustain this peaceful situation in the world, to sustain this common development promotion efforts in the world, to realize a better cooperation situation. Just now, some Israeli friends said they are interacting between China and the United States, especially the United States adjustment of the policy. And I think to cut in a little bit here is if we put China and the U.S. in this point and we find from America, they said this is competition. This is another threat. But for China, we say, why not we share the opportunity? Why not we try to find a win-win situation? Why not we find a bigger cake? We made a bigger cake. So this part I want to conclude is China, even now, if you look at our president's policy statement and Chinese government policy statement, and you look at the Chinese companies, what they do, it is very consistent. That is, China is coming for more opportunities and to build a bridge to help the development to have a peaceful situation for all to enjoy the cooperation. With that global view, I should say my key word today for this conclusion is cautiously optimistic.
It is cautiously optimistic for our worldview and our general guideline of the foreign policy. China-U.S. relationship is now indeed in a critical juncture. With new Biden administration to be running the White House, there is certainly new hope that these ties could get onto a more stable and more predictable track. Yet it may also go to some different way, which would be something people on neither side would like to say. For me, who happens to be the one used to work on this relationship for more than a decade, I want to also strike a fairly optimistic tone, but with many wait and say notes. There have been too many bad things happening in recent years. Many are saying that as long as both sides can really see where their fundamental interests lie, this relationship could see a return, one way or another, away from abnormal. At present, I have not seen the light yet. There are some difficulties and challenges between China and the U.S., and uh, there are different uh, so-called strategic assessments from United States uh, upon China. But I think the key is to resume more dialogues between each other, to have better communication, and to have deep understanding and common analysis of this situation. China, of course, will defend our core interests, as many countries do, while we want to have this mutual respect and win-win cooperation with all the countries, including in the United States, not only for our two countries, but for the sake of the peace, stability, security, and cooperation in the world.